Thank you for joining I Am Possible, which is India's first future tech meets sustainability podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Suyash Sumaru, who's the founder of Code Vigor, Horizon Africa Blockchain Network, Saku Capital, and he's also the CTO at Loot NFT. So Suyash, it's a complete pleasure and honor to have you on the podcast. Really appreciate you taking time and being part of the show. It would be great for starters to kind of set base, you know, and kind of make people understand what blockchain is and what cryptocurrency is. Thank you for having me here. Um, so for me, um, blockchain is not only a technology. Um, when I talk about blockchain, it's blockchain and cryptocurrency because these two are inseparable for me. Uh, that's um, they are two different things. Yes, but one can't exist without the other. Um, so um, blockchain for me is not only a technology, but it's a way of doing things. It's a way of thinking. Um, so we live in a world where right now everything is centralized. When we talk about your data, when you talk about your financial, um, let's say even your financial kind of power or your financial abilities or anything that you want to do, uh, even our democratic system um, is very centralized. And that's the way we have been um, brought up to, to understand things. And when there's, uh, when there's an, an alternative, you know, an evolution or something, it's really a kind of a new paradigm shift, which brings forward something opposite. Okay, now we have completely centralized systems. What if you could have decentralized systems? Okay, so I think that's the most important thing in blockchain technology, decentralization. So um, this creates new ways of thinking. And, and, and what's interesting is that um, if people understand this, it can create a lot of opportunities. And this is what happened here in Mauritius um, for me. Um, I mean, my company is a very small company with eight people. That's, that's um, a startup, yes, but it's very small. And, but with the use of the technology, we have kind of changed our focus and changed our way of working. It's no longer, okay, just run towards making money, um, making both end mates or things like that. It's not even that. Um, it's more about, okay, um, we have this huge array of opportunities. How can we, we make it work, use our resources, our knowledge, our time to make, in, make it in a, in a way that we create things that are useful, actually very useful and very different. For me, um, it's just one word for me. It's choice. Um, it creates a system where you have a choice and that choice is not defined by any kind of law or any regulations or the fact that, as you mentioned, um, it's not limited to any specific region or country. And one such example is Bitcoin, for example. So um, Bitcoin is um, uh, and kind of an international currency, um, borderless. It doesn't matter where you are, uh, what you do. It doesn't um, ask for KYC documents. Um, so um, it's, it's a very open and very inclusive system so that's from a user perspective and for me the thing that it brings forward is choice so now people have choice and we're talking choice about um especially in the you know in the financial sector when we're talking about currencies and things like that but with new um, systems being added like decentralized autonomous organizations now we're talking choices um, different choices for uh, conducting businesses so these are the things I think that um, for me personally stand out um, with blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Obviously, the promise of blockchain seems super exciting, you know, because it is that technology 
which will help us break away from the shackles of the centralized world taking us to a decentralized world making things possibly transparent because so far everything that work i mean everything works in an extremely opaque manner code vigor what does it do uh, and also while while you are at it maybe you can also talk about horizon africa blockchain network uh, we have um, kind of two branches internally uh, one branch of course is um, to generate revenue and the second branch is to create our own um, projects our own SaaS um, based software where what where we offer to clients um, both you know nationally from I mean in Mauritius and internationally um, so this is um, so in 2016 we started working on blockchain so we offered blockchain services as well as developing our own blockchain applications um, and we launched our first blockchain application in 2016 which was the first you know commercial blockchain application aim um, towards the financial sector in Mauritius. So um, from then on, uh, we continued our journey. And in 2018, we set up Horizon Africa. So the aim of Horizon Africa was really simple. Um, we saw that, you know, um, we hear a lot about blockchain development and cryptocurrencies in very developed countries. You hear very little about blockchain in African countries. And it's not that um, people here don't have the expertise or, or, or the knowledge of, of these technologies, it's just that there isn't much, you know, um, you know, concrete things that are being done, that's number one, but there's not enough you know, interest and spotlight on these people or these companies. So the aim of Horizon Africa was to create um, kind of a community um, um, and, and help people actually stop the blockchain journey be it an individual, be it a company, or even governments. So this is, this is the vision that we have for Horizon Africa. And, and we set up our own blockchain. Um, and, and the aim of setting up our own blockchain was not really to compete with you know, Ethereum, or and it's actually Ethereum-based. So it wasn't a, a way to compete with these blockchains. We didn't do any ICO, we didn't raise any capital. The aim was really to say, um, look, you're a student, you're an entrepreneur, you want to start your blockchain journey, um, join Horizon Africa, um, start development on it, um, no more talkings, no more seminars, um, just get to the to the stuff that matters. So we start building software and we are kind of biased towards that because, we are, because we're software engineers and the only way we understand things is by doing things. So um, this is what we are, we are trying to you know, bring forward with Horizon Africa maybe hopefully people will know more about you know what african countries are doing or developing in terms of uh, blockchain applications and so on um so that was that was horizon africa and then uh, recently recently we started on a project called um loot nft so that's a very um a project very focused on nfts um so it's been less than a year the good thing about that is, and I think that touches uh, upon some an earlier point that you made about the number of inhabitants in, in Mauritius, which is 1.3 million. Um, so this is a project that touches everyone um, because it's a project that was launched internationally. But the interesting thing is that we started with Mauritian artists. So Mauritian artists could actually, you know, um, list their work on Loot NFT, uh, which is a very curated platform. We don't, you know, take anything or everything. Um, it's very curated, but we try to open it up for a lot of motion entrepreneurs. And 
And the, the good thing is that we practically change the lives of a lot of these artists. I mean, for example, in Mauritius, an artist could sell a piece for, you know, um, 3,000 rupees, 5,000 rupees, and that's a lot of money for them. We had Mauritian artists um, selling their art for 600,000 rupees, 700,000 rupees. I mean, I think that was the um, highest crossing, um, you know, art piece that was um, sold probably on Mauritian soil for, you know, kind of unknown artists. So um, these are things that become now very interesting um, and very concrete. We are using blockchain and cryptocurrencies and NFTs to actually change the, the lives of people. And we hope to do that more. We are expanding, of course, um, in other countries as well. We have a lot of um, international artists as well. But I think that it shows very clearly that if we get the you know um, the right tech blockchain, we get the right team, we get the right idea at the right time, then um, and like any other kind of project or company, this can go very very far. Yes, I'm very excited for the space of uh, NFTs because I guess once the Web 3.0 metaverse layer kind of really matures, I think the the base economical layer would be nft uh and, and yes i mean for our arts artists you know globally i mean it, it will be such a fantastic way to not just showcasing but also finally making money of their art you know because artists they, they always get fleeced so again i mean could you kind of explain what non-fungible tokens are you know because there's there's a lot of haziness and and, and do talk to us about what's the, the craziness that's going on in the nft world because there i've seen these scribble nfts which is selling for a you know bomb so so maybe address the the craziness of an nft and explain what nft is and how does it work um sure i mean i think there are multiple aspects to to, to this question so the first the first thing is about you know all this crazy craziness happening in the NFT space, all this hype. Um, I mean, this is not something like new to um, NFTs. This happened with uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and many of these you know altcoins that um, that were introduced in the last few years. It's not something new, but um, I think as as anything else, it attracts a lot of attention. Um, for me, um, NFTs, um, yes, they are kind of a very base technology. So this it just means that um, you could use blockchain to um, to represent something unique um, in the blockchain space. It could be a physical, it could be a digital thing, and and that's just the start. And I think a lot a lot of people just stop at this point and say, okay, um, uh, we have something unique. Let's spend money to to have it, and let's you know get that exclusive right to own something which is unique and that's good that's fine but that's only the first layer that's the very basic layer it's like bitcoin um you set a bitcoin and that's the first layer now what you can do is build on the top on top of that so this is where you can actually build metaverses where you can actually um you know um create new system where um online worlds where everything is kind of an nft when you can transfer this nft from one person to another where these nfts are special nfts in the sense that um they're not only unique but they have other advantages attached to it 
for example, you could have revenue bearing NFTs. And these are the, one of the things that we have on Loot NFT is that um, an NFT is not only an NFT, but it, it allows you to do other things as well. Um, it could allow you to generate revenue um, within a metaverse, of course. Um, so, um, so we can add anything we want and it's just limited um, in terms of um, what we want, we want, really want to do. But um, right now, a lot of people are focusing on, okay, you know, you set up a platform, you have the NFTs, you just sell it and that's it. And one of the other ways, um, you know, NFTs and artists, you know, could become really relevant in what, what uh, you know, startups are doing is in terms of um, fundraising, you know, cap raising capital. Um, raising capital has been very orthodox. Um, so you get an angel investor, or you get seed funding, uh, Series A, Series B, um, and eventually there was the ICO craze, uh, which of course died down. But now imagine this, imagine if in the future as a startup, you are in a country where it's very difficult to raise funds, but you could actually um, partner with an artist, hopefully a you know, well-known artist, because he or she might have that following, and generate NFTs and use these, NF these NFTs as a way to raise funds. So now artists become kind of these venture capitalists, but they don't have the funds, of course, but they have the talent, which you can leverage to actually raise funds. And, and, and when we talk about these things, um, you know, we are talking about startups which need probably 10,000 USD, 20,000 USD, which is a lot of money for them, or especially in underdeveloped countries. So, for them, if this is a viable way of, of raising capital, then that's perfect for them. I think that these are the things that um, can be used uh, with NFTs that can be added as layers on top of NFTs to make it more interesting. But again, um, it's just limited to what we can do, we can think of um, in terms of NFTs. Yeah, uh, early in, in, the, in the course of conversation, you mentioned Code Vigor. You are nudging students to you know rather than these conferences and seminars you asking them to get their hands dirty and built and i guess that's the only way you can accelerate innovation now since you mentioned that you through code vigor you you build uh, solutions uh, and you build uh, in house uh, saas uh, solutions also would you like, like to talk about some protocols or platforms that you have b b built or your, your team has built which you are really proud of and what are the blockchain application currently that you see you think is creating like a really deep social impact but i think that the the project that had the greatest impact uh, would be by far loot nft um the nft platform because um Again, um, it, it allows people to actually uh, use, um, start using something that is, you know, traditionally very far from their reach. Um, when we talk about blockchains, NFTs, and mergers, um, there's a lot of gap in terms of knowledge. Um, so you have, of course, these a group of people who are traders who want to invest in cryptos and things like that. But uh, and, and it doesn't go um, more than that. But what we have right now in terms of the platform is um, like it attracts a lot of people from in, from people who are interested in um, in investing or people who are interested in 
learning more about the technology. So we kind of creating this community where every, everyone is helping each other in some way or another. Um, there might be some competition between people or different groups of people, but what we're doing is create this community. And, and, and that, that comes also from what we have done in terms of Horizon Africa. So basically what's, what happened is that we had um, you know, the document management system, blockchain-based document management system. We had Horizon Africa. And then based on these two usages, we had Loot NFT. Um, so it all kind of converged within the same kind of mission. So what's happening right now is that um, we are educating people um, about how to use blockchain and cryptocurrency. And I think that's very important. Um, we know a lot of cases where we had, you know, scammers in Mauritius. I know a lot of people who have lost a lot of money because simply because they wanted to invest in Bitcoin and the last, you know, 5,000 rupees, 10,000 rupees. And that's a lot of money for them. And, and we actually work with, you know, the Financial Services Commission in Mauritius. Uh, which is the financial regu regulator um, to try to spot these scams and try to you know close them down as soon as possible before they reach a lot of people. So I think that it's a very concerted effort that is done not only from me but um, on, from also other members of the team, which help in educating people, but which also do some things you know more concrete things like stopping scams, um, helping um, regulators, and so on. So. I think that um, there's still a lot to be done, okay? But, you know, baby steps um, are very important. At least we're doing something concrete. And again, it, it revolves around one theme is like doing something concrete. So no more talks, no more conferences, doing something concrete to actually help the community. Right, yeah, exactly. There is, you know, so much that can be done to create an ecosystem which is sustainable. Like you mentioned, you know, I mean, raising awareness, I think is the key. How do you make the knowledge easily accessible to students or, or, or enterprise and make them realize that this technology can actually add real world benefits now, you know? And even with the cryptocurrency, you know, somehow I feel that I think the world is just running and and buying and holding cryptocurrency. There's no way cryptocurrency could be the future of money if we are just holding it. Because I guess the only way if we do vision a future where tokens, cryptocurrency could be the future of money, I think we need to create a system which is which where you can transact with easily like we transact in a, uh, the or money and maybe something which is not volatile you know because uh, there are these are the problems i think we need to solve and i guess once we solve that i'm sure we would want to move from the traditional money to the the, the crypto money because the the traditional money runs in a centralized organization the government print money at their wills and fancies so there is the, the future looks super exciting but i think you know we, we need to all come together take concerted effort and i think building behavior raising awareness is such a key over there going back to my uh, uh, the early question i mean uh, we, we spoke about decentralization 
do do talk about that you know because the fact remains like i mentioned in the beginning of the conversation that you know it sounds super awesome you know that finally we will break away from the centralized world but today nothing seems to be decentralized when you talk about blockchain and it's 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 an old thing packaged in a new way because even if you look at cryptocurrencies i think it's around 80 or 90% of uh, cryptocurrencies are held by whales uh, yeah. nfts are also i think the same kind of numbers around 80% plus are held by whales just a couple of individuals in the world so when we talk about the inequality of a physical world Uh, your your digital world which is the web 3.0 or, or the blockchain seems to be worse off I, even like for example you know you you create a blockchain company the the founders hold between 20 to 30% of uh, the whatever the tokens or, or, or the equity of of the company how do we create this entire because, because the technology is really really potential and and the promise is there is there a way where we can actually make blockchain which is equitable for all definitely definitely so so there there are two points that i want to to um take based on your questions um talk about actually based on your questions so the first point is you mentioned about the structure that we have currently even when people are creating a new blockchain or a new project they hold like 80% of the tokens sell the tokens and you know the effort is always about pushing the value of the token um upwards you know just trying to create this demand and supply um game and trying to inflate the value of tokens and that's a way a uh, very traditional way of, of how things of how projects have been evolving in the crypto space the crypto and blockchain space but um we have been trying to do things different you know things differently like in terms of loot nft uh, for example it's a project where you have tokens okay so you have different kinds of tokens um one token to bid on auctions one token to which use uh, which is used in our metaverse and none of these tokens are assigned to any of the founders so we as founders we don't have any tokens or no, any pre-allocated tokens if we need to have tokens we do as anyone else so we need to do activities to earn the tokens or we need to buy the tokens as anyone else so uh, i think that um it depends on how people want to set up um their projects and and again it's it's just limited by the what, what they want to do if they want to make quick bucks or they want to create a very long term project where everyone is equal and and that's that's the whole point of you know um of blockchain and cryptocurrencies everyone needs to be equal and that's what we try to do with projects such as loot nft um with the fact that we don't hold any tokens we don't have any wallet where we hold the tokens all the tokens are generated and assigned to everyone who actually contributes to the project and i think that's one of the ways of doing it i'm not saying that that's the best way but that's a different way and i think that solves a lot of these issues and secondly i think that um and and this is uh, something that you touched um previously it's about cryptocurrencies um and they are not really decentralized um in the sense that um most of the cryptocurrencies are held by whales um and even nfts but one thing we need to remember is that um 
cryptocurrencies, decentralization, blockchain um, has, is not here to um, solve not the problem of income inequality, okay? but it does solve the problem of equality. Okay, let me explain. So income inequality, um, so we know what it is. And, and even now, uh, the people with the most um, amount of funds or money, um, they will be the ones who are buying Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies or the most valuable NFTs. We can't change that. But what happens now is that with blockchain and cryptocurrencies, um, everyone play by the same rules. And this is very important because if you're in a system where the rules are different from um, based on who you are or what class of you know, citizens or people you are, then you're always bound to fail. Um, there's no way around that. And this is what has been happening uh, with people, you know, rich people getting richer, poorer people getting people, because there are two sets of rules for these people. Um, and these rules are enforced, you know, by central banks, by governments, and, and so on, you know, all these people in power. Now, what happens if uh, you have an alternative system where you have the basic same rules which apply to everyone, whether you have, um, you are a homeless person or you have $10 billion, so it doesn't matter, you have to follow the same rules. So what will happen eventually is that this will kind of create an, equality, an equal system for everyone. So in the future, in the long run, if you don't do something productive or create, not really creative, but productive, which brings value to, um, you know, to other people, then you are bound to start losing your, your own value, so value of your own assets and things like that. And the people who are actually building things, building value, creating community, um, helping people, these are the people who will actually, you know, create more value and increase their, I won't say wealth, but the importance in this system. And yes, in many cases, this will be um, represented by wealth in terms of how many cryptocurrencies they hold or NFTs. But the important thing is that it creates a level playing field for everyone. And that's, um, that's the thing that is uh, so disruptive. If you had to paint a picture of blockchain, what do you think it's going to do to society and businesses in the next 10 years because the promise of blockchain you know at least that it says that it's going to take the middleman out of the business i don't see a single business which doesn't have a middleman you know you name it from amazon <laughs> to everyone is is a middleman business how how does big tech survive and where do you see blockchain in the next 10 years um I don't think that this will create, you know, um, remove the middleman out of the equation. Um, it's not so simple, but but what what it creates is again an alternative system, a choice. Um, now, when you want to send money to another country, to someone in another country, you need to go through banks, and multiple banks um, in, in in the meantime, and it can take a lot of time. So, with Bitcoin, what you have is the same system. You still have the middleman, but the middleman in this case is the software. So, but you have an alternative system. And what will happen is that these are two extremes. Um, and in the middle, there will be several versions of how things will evolve. And uh, it will start with the elimination of a few, um, you know, uh, middlemen, uh, intermediaries, until we are up to a point, maybe or maybe not, where we don't have any middlemen. But 
that's very difficult because at that point in time, everything will slightly evolve okay, into something else. Like maybe um, we won't be needing middlemen in the traditional sense, but we'll need other types of middlemen who can actually, you know, um, do other stuff like um, uh, creating, you know, escrows and things like that. Uh, when you're doing e-commerce transactions on, on, on cryptocurrency. So you have all these different, you know, versions of how things will evolve. And it's not, you know, very um, straightforward. And, and, and to answer your question about how things will be in 10 years, honestly, um, my answer to this is I don't know. Why? Because things are moving so fast. Um, I know what will probably happen the next three months, six months even one year is very difficult and, and we can see that like with um covid situation with the covid pandemic we can see that all planning um has been thrown out of the window and um, there is no real planning you're just trying to catch up and things like that and with the current state of you know um uh, of the you know international policy with what is happening within russia and, and ukraine so all these things add a lot of different you know uncertainties um for me and and that's one of the things that um, i like about being in business uh, because <laughs> you could do a lot of planning but the only planning that stands um or probably the planning the plans that you have for the next month the next two months and even that is you know very subject to to changes <laughs> so yes, uh, if there are entrepreneurs or students who want to understand and learn about blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency, uh, is there anything, books or some content that you would like to re uh, recommend and where can people reach you? So I have um, some contents on my, on my own page. Um, so I have even set up my own you know, personal branded token. So um, if you hold the tokens, you can have a one-on-one -on -one session on with me um so and i use that internally with my employees also so they, they can kind of you know buy perks from these tokens um but um but but yeah they can actually reach me on on my facebook page linkedin page um, um and ask me anything uh, we have a, a group um on facebook where, where we have i think around 2500 people who ask a lot of questions and and i mean my aim is really just to connect people um i won't be able to answer all the questions but i do know people who might be able to help you so um so this is what i try to do um i mean anyone can can contact me on facebook linkedin send me any questions they have um if they have you know, specific questions about scams or things like that i'm always happy to help or especially students i mean um i mean Really, um, I tend to focus a lot on a lot on students if they have questions about careers, about where which direction they need to take. Um, this is where I come in. Um, but what I can do is um, direct them to certain resources. Um, one of the people that I follow a lot um, is Andreas Andreas Antonopoulos. Um, on and he has such a huge, you know. Um, um, database of content in terms of videos and books um, and very specific about blockchain and cryptocurrencies. I think that's one of the um, uh, like one of the persons that you can definitely follow to get um, to get more insight about uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. I don't consider myself as an expert really because I have so much I need to learn. Um, but you know relatively speaking, I know maybe some more things about other people but I think that the day you consider yourself an expert on blockchain and crypto and you stop learning, um, that's, that's the end on it. So 
always learn about your things you create a blockchain uh, software as a service so if, if there's some entrepreneurs who are, want to create a, a blockchain protocol what's a, a generic thing what's the cost in the timelines obviously it depends on what they want to, to build like for example if they want to create a token then that's very easy and probably it's going to cost cost you um a few dollars to create your own token um, and most wallets will already uh, accept these tokens now if you want to create a very complex um, decentralized autonomous organization then of course that's very that's kind of a other other spectrum of what we are talking so um you know, traditionally speaking um, blockchain development is relatively more expensive um, and the reason behind this is that there are not a lot of companies doing this um, around the world um, so you'll have companies you know who are very good at developing software but it's not only about developing software it's about knowing how to develop um, these things because when we talk about blockchain we have all these um, problems which are specific to the blockchain ecosystem like scalability the costs of transactions so all these things come um, come into play and um, you need you know to find the right team or the right company who actually know knows both of these aspects so uh, and getting you know the right people is actually very expensive i think that um right now in terms of you know um salary expectations for example for a software engineer who is um, experienced in, in blockchain um it's very high it's as high as a an AI engineer. So um, just to tell you that um, it will cost you a lot of money. Um, and, and But if you're an entrepreneur, you're starting, the best way, of course, to go around this would be to partner with someone who actually, you know, um, from a technical background and, you know, people from the technical background to um, to join forces with someone who is in the business or who knows a certain, a certain sector very well, um, you know, just to join forces. And I think that's one of the things that um, that's very important. Um, people need to work together. Um, and that's one of the things that you mentioned also. Um, I don't want people to be like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or things like that. No, I want to be them to be like a big group of people. Um, everyone is benefiting from it. Everyone becomes richer, everyone becomes poorer, but they are all together. And, and that's a big win-win for everyone. Instead of having one Elon Musk, we can have a million one tenth of an Indian mask. That's that's very good. That's good enough. Lovely. So yes, thank you. Really appreciate you taking time, being part of the podcast and sharing your insight. And yes, that's so true. I think you know it's that billionaire thing it's so overrated i think you know what what really is needed i think for us to kind of push is human well-being happiness and i think if you are happy that means that obviously we are content and we have like a thing which is flowing in to keep our engine running you know and i i hope that if we take that attitude and we break out of our silos and and collaborate with everyone i think we'll be able to build a better place you know i mean a better world where we we, we join hands and create innovation so thank you once again suyesh for being part of the podcast uh, wish you and your team the very best and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you Suresh. really appreciate this thank you Eddie. thank you